0: Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, monogamous milfs, divorce divas, and polypapas? This is Billy Prasida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hi, 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 everybody. How you doing? Welcome to my show. I'm your host, comedian Billy Persita. This is the podcast where every week I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, and love. And uh, yes, it has been a few weeks since we had one of my previous partners. But this week we've got Helen on the show. Helen, uh, a one-night flame from my college days. She's someone who had we gone on more dates, I'm sure I would have fallen for her. And then she would have broken my heart. You know, the usual Billy Procida trope. Uh, but we only shared one uh, hot and heavy evening together and uh, and then there's gonna be more about Helen later but first I gotta tell you guys next Wednesday January 27th I will be at the Grizzly Pear down in Grinch Village Uh, come on out to that it's a free comedy show should be a fun time I think it's at eight o'clock would love to see you all there don't be shy say hello come have a drink with me you know hang out Uh, I am so thrilled, by the way, all of the positive feedback I got from the Tina Horn episode. Uh, A few of you were able to hear the bonus episode because you have uh, donated to the show on Patreon. But for all of you who just heard the normal released episode, so many tweets, texts, emails. uh, I'm glad that a lot of you enjoyed her. So again, if if you like my episode with Tina Horn, go check out her show. Why are people into that? fascinating uh show i listened to it myself i actually like to read mahalko episode the most about why are people into sluts sound like a man whore after my own heart yes so as you all know from time to time i get emails asking for advice and uh every once in a while i i like to read those questions and share them with you right uh this question comes from georgia out in san diego who in her first email sent me uh, just some very pretty titties just to cheer me up. Thank you for that. Uh, And then later I got this question. I don't know how many sex worker listeners I have, but I think this question is relevant to to sex workers and Johns alike. She writes, I know you've gone the massage route, but not sure if you've seen a full-out escort before. I'm strict on security. Um, because duh, (laughs) and I require a real name, a location, and either the place of their employment or other escort recommendations before I book a client or anything. This scares a lot of dudes off. Do you have an opinion? If you were looking for a date, what would you be comfortable with? If you do go looking, what sites do you use besides the erotic review? I'm just trying to ramp up business this year and would respect your opinion. So, Georgia, uh, you know, I've had I've had one experience with a hooker by accident in college. I've, I've told that story on the show before. Uh, that's what I wish I had used the erotic review more often. Uh, but I don't mess around with escorts. But even for full body, central massage girls, I, I use the erotic review. I use backpage.com. I like using backpage uh, and cross reference it with uh, their TER reviews if they have any. But as for your uh, safety questions. Look, a a sex worker has to maintain a balance of convenience and personal safety, but you should always lean heavier on personal safety, you know? I mean, making all that money doesn't mean shit if you end up buried under Gilgo Beach. But you also don't want to be too paranoid because then you got no customers. Ultimately, you got to make rules that are somewhat reasonable, but make you feel safe. And if they can't follow your rules, then fuck them. They don't get to fuck you. And I've I poked around your escorting page. It's, you're crazy hot, so it's their loss. Now, now these things you're asking for are pretty basic. I mean, I've been asked for them just to get uh, a happy ending massage from some independent providers before. You know, it's not a lot. Just a name, where you're going, and who you're accountable to. Look, when they're asking for your office phone number, most of the time, they're just going to call and say, hey, can I please speak to so-and-so? And wh- as soon as the secretary says, yeah, I'll transfer you, they hang up. They're not looking to interfere with your job. They just want to know you are who you say they are. But even more so, when they want like a copy of a driver's license or you know, where you work, this isn't about like potentially blackmailing you later. This is mostly just to make you be vulnerable to them as a John it's a symbolic gesture of transparency. It's leveling the playing field. Because unfortunately in this country, sex workers do not get respected much by the police. So if you want to go and, and rape a hook, rape an escort, or if you want to assault one, it would be difficult for her to go to the police because she's doing a job that's illegal. And even sometimes there, there are some assholes who believe that an escort can't get raped, because, well, that's what he paid you for. Since they don't have much legal recourse, they need to know you're willing to, to become as vulnerable as they are. So I don't see anything crazy about what you're asking for. It's pretty simple security measures. I understand why Johns don't want to give up that personal information. It may sometimes be less about an entitlement and more about not realizing why you want that information. So I think a lot of guys are just clueless. They're not even thinking about, well, maybe she's doing this as a safety precaution because this job can be risky. I think a a decent individual, if you explain that to them, the immediate response is, oh, right, duh, of course. And then you just go ahead and give the information. And the shitty dudes, they'll freak out at you and call you a whore and then they can go fuck themselves for free instead of enjoying your like crazy hot professional company. Now, uh, Georgia, here's a question for you is, are you tapped into the sex worker community in San Diego? Like, what are what are the security procedures of your local market, so to speak? Because if you're concerned about being too difficult, which I don't think you're being. But if you're concerned about that, just compare your procedures with that of similarly priced escorts in your city. I think you'll find that you're like in a very reasonable range. So uh, but after looking at your site, here's what I would do if I was you after uh poking around on your page. On either the um section about an ideal client or on a separate page that maybe you title booking, include a small paragraph about security. Let them know before they contact you that these things will be required. No negotiation for an enjoyable evening with you and your pussy. You gotta say, look, I'm I want your name. I need to know the address I'm going to, which like is kind of obvious. I I don't know how you're going to fuck them if you don't know where to fuck them. (laughs) And then say like, I need either a reference from uh, other providers or I need the, the phone number of your office. And then explain briefly why. You know, something along the lines of like, this can be a very risky job. So I need to feel safe and secure in order to truly enjoy our session. You know, something like that. I, I, some people might be listening to this and say, mm, girl, you don't owe them an explanation. But, and you don't. But I remember my first time giving up that information. It's nerve wracking as a John, especially when you're new to this. But as soon as I understood why she needed that information, I was a lot calmer and calm clients. So, so now a potential client will not be surprised by your request. Because they knew this when they contacted you. And some dudes are assholes. They'll still contact you and try to negotiate. But again, they can fuck off. Just be firm. These are my rules. Um, And if someone doesn't want to give you a work phone number, uh, either because they say they're self-employed, like I used to have to say, or maybe they say they're unemployed, ask for a clear photo of their driver's license. I think that's very reasonable trade. If they say, I don't want you to fuck with my place of employment, then be like, all right, just send me your driver's license. To be honest, if you do a Google search quickly to make sure it's not a fake license, I think that's reasonable. That's a fair compromise. So Again, some would say that you, as a sex worker, should never have to compromise with your security measures. Ultimately, this is all up to you. Uh, You got to do what what makes you feel safest. So I hope that helps. And uh, when I'm in San Diego, I'm sure I I will send you my references. And if you have any um, questions for me, or you just have comments about the podcast, or you want to send me booby pictures, you can email me, manhorpod at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, This week, we've got Helen. Helen, crazy hot chick I was lucky to sleep with uh, back in my junior year of college. Uh, We met at some bar, and then, like, shortly after our only date, you know, she ended up with a boyfriend. It's fine. It's no big deal. It happens, Um, but then I didn't see her for like four years or four more years, so it was really cool to uh, reconnect with her on this show. We talked a lot about, you know, marriage, there's some sex stuff, but it's a lot of talk about marriage and relationships and how they make theirs work, Uh, me seeming shocked that someone my age is married and thinking about children because I am a man-child who still hasn't uh, even... Begun to think about such a thing, but I found it to be a, a fun chat. I hope you do too. Sit back, relax, enjoy me and a conversation with Helen. This this tends to be a lot of people's first and only podcast. Okay, yeah, it will probably be that way for me. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad you are here, and I'm glad you did agree to come out yeah. after this chick ghosted me, which is appropriate. Yeah, because
1: I want to explain that
0: she she canceled on me. 12 hours before we're supposed to record. And I'm frustrated only because it's also five days before it's supposed to release. So I don't have a backup plan. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And then I'm trying to say, hey, like, is there a different night this weekend that works? And then no just answer. No just starts ghosting. And it's appropriate because after our first date, she ghosted me. <laughs> she ghosted me uh, in dating. She ghosted me with the podcast. Very I'm frustrating. sorry to hear that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you, you came in at the, the final hour. So just in time.
1: And only a little bit stressed out.
0: Only a little stressed out. It's it's okay. You're 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 a a working gal who has who you put up with like an insane amount of misogyny than like your average uh, lady. I like to think.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, the field is not very conducive to women in the first place. Yeah. And then, and then when you just you have those guys like the guy who told me two weeks ago that I need to learn how to talk to him because I'm a woman and he's a man.
0: Yeah. We. It doesn't
1: matter that I'm the project manager. (laughs) And he's just you know. Anyway,
0: yeah, we don't have to say what field you're in, but let's right. just say like the workers under your predominantly
1: let's say ninety eight percent male,
0: male from Staten Island, yeah, Who, uh, yeah,
1: Staten Island, Brooklyn, yeah.
0: What? It's a fucking compliment.
1: <laughs> yeah, go.
0: Just trying to. I'm just trying to stay that I'd sniff your asshole if you let me, man. It's just a compliment. Bite me. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the show. Um, uh, we are, we are here with Helen. Uh, Helen, who other than randomly showing up at my grandmother's funeral, which is very nice of you, uh, <laughs> other than that, really hadn't hadn't seen you much since uh, college. Correct. Since our, our, our very short encounter,
1: I've been sort of a homebody.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. got all married and shit.
1: I did. I got married. I moved away, and I I keep to myself most nights. I I go to work and I come home, and that's about it. That's where that's where it ends.
0: Yeah. What, when did you turn 50? I was just saying. You're, <laughs> Probably
1: right after I graduated. You're a
0: spry young gal.
1: No, no. See, sleep has always been very important to me, and lately I get less and less of it, so I try to be home as much as possible for that random nap at 7 p.m.
0: But you seem like, you, I don't know, you seem like kind of a, a wild badass for when we were 21, 22.
1: And I still can be. It's just that my priorities have changed. Yeah? And yeah, sleep, sleep is definitely at the top of that list.
0: Well, now that you're all tied down, you know, going off and chasing dudes and doing all sorts of wild shit.
1: Right. It's we- not. Yeah, it's not really something I look to do anymore. So go- going out is really not at the top. But if I have the right opportunity, I mean, I'll, I'll stay out until six o'clock in the morning still and I'll have a good time. But you got to give me the right opportunity.
0: Yeah. Well, well we met uh, while gang wild at a, at a bar <laughs> yeah. way back when. <laughs> I got caught up in, I I went through our old uh, messages on Facebook Mm, today, just to like reorient (laughs) myself to like, what was said back then? Like, how did this end off? Because we met playing the awkward game, as you called it. It was the
1: awkward game, and also you were trying to, you were trying to see if you could intimidate me, I think.
0: I think I was just- And I was
1: pretty much refusing to be intimidated.
0: Yeah? Well, uh, explain what this awkward game is. uh, Oh God,
1: I don't even remember. So it
0: was just this game where you just get right up in someone's face.
1: And just try to make them feel uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, but I didn't feel uncomfortable when, like, pretty women put their face really close to mine.
1: Which was surprising to me because most people got uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, why are you guys uncomfortable? Look at her. (laughs) She's gorgeous. Like, if you hold out long enough, she might make out with you. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Or maybe I'm just going to move on to make the next person uncomfortable. You don't know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, I I held my own enough. I was just Mm -hmm. like, hey, like, when are we making out? I was impressed. Yeah, I did, did my best. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah. It, you're you're someone who was interesting because i was like oh i dig this chick but you seem too wild for me i was like i don't think i could handle her
1: wow like How times have wise. changed.
0: yeah now you're now i'm the whore and like you're the you're the homebody. well
1: i turned into a serial monogamist also that was like part of it it's just that i like stopped going on dates with a lot of people and just went you know serious boyfriend after serious boyfriend
0: and now that, that wasn't a thing for you before
1: i mean it it was but it was less of a thing you're you're First semester of college, first year, really, you're not looking to settle down is not the right word, but you know what I mean to, to like get a serious relationship. But by the second year, it seemed like I was just automatically in one and then, it, and then it didn't change. Mm-hmm. I guess I had a few months that, that I wasn't really tied down, but like, it was literally probably four months that I went without having a serious boyfriend.
0: Was that were, those must've been, those must've been the four it. months I slipped in. No,
1: no, this these that that four months was at the beginning, and then there was another four months in between. I think, junior and senior year, mm-hmm. but then that was it. Yeah, there was no other like break of that length.
0: <laughs> okay, well, so now you remind me, your your dad's a pastor. Yeah. So, so did you have a really strict upbringing when it came to like men and sex and 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 such? Oh yeah,
1: oh one hundred percent. Uh. I didn't really go out on dates much in high school. Um, If we did, it was obviously, I mean, curfews enforced. Um, But I just, I didn't even think about it. I didn't think about going all the way with a dude. I didn't do that until I was like 18. Yeah. Solidly. Yeah. I don't think I even kissed a boy until I was 16.
0: And and that's like partly because... I like, mean, it
1: wasn't like they were had me on lockdown all the time. It was just that they, they raised me was this, you know, that until I was 16 years old, I thought it was really, really bad to, like, kiss a boy that wasn't a serious thing.
0: So when did you learn that, like, oh, I'm an adult and oh, this college. is fun? College? Oh,
1: 100%. Moved away from home, new world, you know.
0: When you see, like, not everyone else is doing that, too?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I never really thought of other people as, as for instance, to use the word slutty or whorish. Like it, it wasn't something that occurred to me, which it just wasn't something that I was doing. Right. Yeah, that changed. <laughs>
0: That's great. You know, so did that rock with you? Because like, were you believing in the faith and such?
1: It It wasn't really that. It was more of, I didn't want to disappoint my parents.
0: Okay. So it wasn't like you no, didn't care what God. Thanked. I
1: don't think that God hated me because of what I did in college or what I wouldn't have done in college. I I think he doesn't pay that much attention to one single person. Mm-hmm. It was more my parents. I didn't want I didn't want to disappoint them or feel like even if they didn't know about it to feel like I was sort of betraying their upbringing.
0: Being in the in the down in the south where you were, it, is it safe to assume you did not get much sex education?
1: Um, Not in school. No. But so, I have some rather liberal family members. It was not, it wasn't a secret to me how things worked and that you should use a condom and that STDs existed and, you know, pregnancy would happen. So who taught you that? Yeah, I can't even really remember. I remember talking about sex with my older cousin when I was like young, when I was eight or nine. Um, and then after that, I don't have a specific memory of I'm, learning about I'm it. i assuming it's, just, it's
0: not your parents.
1: No, we didn't really talk about it, but they, they didn't. They didn't didn't talk about it one way or the other. They didn't didn't try to force abstinence only forever. Okay. You know, they just also didn't really talk about it. I have no idea where I learned about sex.
0: Well, I mean, I just always... It just sort of
1: happened over time, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, when I look at where, you know, what the... There's like a nice chart of all the different types of things you you should learn in sex ed, and which states require it and which don't, and all the the southern states don't have a great record. No, they don't, and and I can certainly say that. I'm always curious where you guys learn it from.
1: Right. No, and and mine just seems to be absorbed knowledge over time. I really can't pinpoint it to a specific thing, but I can tell you that we certainly did not learn how to put a condom on. Mm. Um, the best way to not get pregnant was just to not have sex. Mm. You know, they they didn't explore options. They mentioned the pill, I think, in maybe one class because it was split up into driver's ed and sex ed, like nine, <laughs> nine, nine weeks driver's ed, nine weeks sex ed. Is it
0: the same old guy no. teaching both classes? thank God, because it turns
1: out that the driver's ed teacher was later convicted of like he would take girls to his house on the driving and like do things with them.
0: And you're going you're gonna to make a right uh, over here into this driveway, use your signal, yep. and then uh, we're going to go upstairs.
1: Yep. And that happened and the girls went along with it. And when the wife found out, she wasn't very pleased. I would imagine. I don't think he's teaching there anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not.
1: But it, but it, it did seem odd that he was like he was just such a a pervert because these girls were like fifteen years old. It it, it wasn't like they were eighteen and in driver's ed in the uh. south. You you get your permit at fifteen and that's when you take driver's ed and you know. Um, I mean, they went along with it, so I guess there's something to be said about that. But were they informed enough to, to really? Did they think maybe their grades would be affected? I don't know. I know that I was nerdy enough to where he never ever tried anything with me. And for that, I am grateful. <laughs>
0: Wait, did you, were you not like a, like a hot chick in high school?
1: Uh, people tell me that.
0: Cause you were a hot chick in, in college.
1: Yeah, I know. Still I feel hard. like I must have got, thanks. <laughs> I feel like I must have gone through this three month like ugly duckling phase when I got the braces off and I started figuring out that like I could do things with my hair. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't, I was just nerdy. Yeah. I just wasn't interested in in wearing low cut shirts to school and tight pants and and shit like that. Like I I wasn't there to to do those. We had uniforms, but it was like you know wear this color shirt and this color pants and and shit like that. It it wasn't. I don't know. I just didn't care.
0: Were you really big? I still kind you, of don't. <laughs> well, were, were you one of the girls who was like one of the guys? Because I remember in college yes. when I met you, it was yes. with a bunch I of dudes. I was
1: always one of the guys. I cannot yeah. stand a lot of the. I had my girlfriends um right. but but they were also like the guys. Yeah. We could just talk about things, and nobody would be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we're having this conversation" or, you know, drama about, "Oh my god, you you sent a note to that boy I liked. How could you do that?" They just that didn't exist.
0: Yeah. I mean, the dudes we were hanging out with were like bros yeah i mean they were all like sports Um, management i didn't really hang
1: out with bros in high school i would say they were also pretty nerdy for the most part Mm. there were a couple you know on the on the football team on the basketball team but for the most part we were like in scholars bowl
0: scholars Bowl. shut up okay (laughs) it
1: was a thing um yeah all right but always always a guys girl You, you guys are just generally in my in my opinion yeah um which is changing as I get older. But in college and high school, more easygoing, less prone to be dramatic, just easier to hang out with. As I get older, I'm realizing, especially in my career field, I'm realizing that um, men can indeed act like high school women and cause a lot of drama that's just absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. I like to call them working with 12-year-olds with Alzheimer's.
0: (laughs) And see, I'm, I'm the total opposite. I can't hang out with dudes. They don't understand me. I get along way better with women. Even like if I'm not making out with them. I get along way better. It's always the opposite. Could not handle hanging out with dudes.
1: That makes sense to me. Because you're not really... I mean, you said that when you met me, it was with a bunch of bros. Yeah. And you're really not a bro. You enjoy the same things that other straight men enjoy, but you don't talk about it the same way. Women aren't really conquests to you. No. Nah. It's, yeah. And if you're not if you're not looking at it from the same perspective, it's hard to talk about.
0: Yeah, I can't. You, they, they. It's hard to relate with exactly. those guys. Um, I'm too much of a pussy for them. But right, uh, Which you doesn't know, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah. <laughs> but and and I don't know. I think maybe that could have probably been a reason why I was so attracted to you, because like you have an aggressive, you have like a you have like a like an in charge vibe to you, and I like a leading lady. I like a
1: self preservation. Yeah. <laughs> if you're kind of nerdy growing up, people will tend to think that they can walk all over you, whether they want to or not. Mm-hmm. They'll just they just sort of like ease into doing it. Um, and so I just never really let that happen. And the way I didn't let that happen was by being authoritative and making sure that people knew that, yeah, okay, I might be nerdy, but I'm going to stand up for myself too. I've got these really strong convictions and ideas about myself that I'm not just going to let you tell me, oh, well, you're really like this. Right.
0: Does that carry over into the bedroom as well? Or are you one of those people who like you're in charge in real life and then it's the total opposite,
1: total opposite in the bedroom.
0: Ah, okay. And I like it that
1: way. Yeah. Yeah. I like a real man's man in the bedroom.
0: Yeah, why did and you my fuck, husband, my fucking husband, me makes no sense if, if that's what you want? Well, I
1: didn't know you at the time that well. <laughs> I didn't know he liked that
0: many musicals.
1: <laughs> yeah. If, if you asked my husband what his favorite musical, he'd be like, my favorite what? <laughs> no. He's definitely a man's man when it comes to that side of things. And For, nice. for better or for worse. Yeah.
0: He's a, he's a man's man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like it, though.
0: Do you guys take it into, like, the, the rope territory, or is it just...
1: No. Um, honestly, it's been real easy to keep it interesting without that in the last four and a half years. Without,
0: like, buying accessories? I won't <laughs> say we haven't bought
1: accessories. Okay. They just haven't been ropes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we managed to keep it exciting with or without the accessories, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Yeah. Um, and it's also... I was freaking out before we got married because a lot of people are just like, oh, man, once you get married, that's it. That's it for the sex. You know, it's like on your birthday and Christmas. And I'm like, but I can't handle that. And you were like I mean, no, what, 24
0: most, when you got married?
1: Uh, Probably?
0: No, 26. 26. Oh, okay. Last year. Uh, right, right.
1: Okay. Um... Yeah, no, so I was twenty six when I got married and, and
0: You're like, this this is too early, it's too absolutely, young. Absolutely. Besides for the end. fact that
1: I have a sex drive. Yeah. And I guess a lot of women like have a lower sex drive, which is sad and terrible, and I'm sorry for I that. Mean, some, yeah. But like I you know, I discussed it with my husband and said, I don't want to be these people that only have sex twice a year. That's ridiculous. And he goes, Oh come on, us and I was like, Okay, all right, you got a point. But still, I just wanna make sure, like, we talk about it now, because in the future with kids and everything else, like you don't know what's gonna change. I wanna like block out some time every single freaking week. Where we do, we do us, you know, I don't want to be one of those couples that gets into a rut. And then because sex makes everything better. If you're mad at him, it it doesn't matter. You can be mad and still have sex. And and then like, you're less mad at him. It might even be. You're still, you're still mad, but like, you can be like, ah, this is, this is all right. It's, it's fine. We'll talk about it later. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That, no, that's great. It's always something good to keep in mind because uh especially if if couples have mismatched libidos and you enter into that legal contract. Right. Like, and
1: I can I can say definitively, thank God, we do not have mismatched libidos. <laughs> We're we are on the same page.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you guys want kids? Yeah. Do you guys have like a timeline for that?
1: Uh when it happens.
0: Which when it happens? Yeah. Okay. So that, like that could be next week.
1: It could be. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's literally a. If it happens, it happens. We don't use protection. Yeah, we have sex a lot.
0: That's such a. Ben- that's such a <laughs> we also benefit of a. You know, we don't chart it
1: like we don't. You know, we're not like looking. Okay, these are the days you're ovulating. That's when we're gonna do it. Like we're not. But if it happens.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know. I uh, oh man, that's why I I do miss unprotected sex. It's.
1: I hear it feels a lot better for them. It's so. It's hard for me to tell the difference.
0: You can't tell. I get mi- okay, I get mixed answers from women about this because I do not I, I do not have I can vagina, tell the difference so at I the can't. end. Uh, well, yeah,
1: <laughs> that's when I can tell it, and that's but that I, that's a feeling I like. Sure, sure. So when we when we were on protection, it was definitely I was taking the pill yeah. so that we still didn't have to use condoms, etc. Yeah, I mean we we were frequently tested.
0: But, but I'm saying you can't you can't tell the difference during the act
1: during the act
0: if he's wearing one or not because I get mixed. I have, yeah. some, I have some women who tell me it's so much better, and some who can't tell at all.
1: Yeah, no, I really can't. Mm. I think it probably depends on how wet you are.
0: That to be, be honest, it.
1: I think, I think if you're like, I mean, if you're raring to go and you're really wet, I think that you really don't notice the, the texture of what's entering you as yeah. much as the feel itself. Okay. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the, that's not why I want to get into a serious relationship, but that's definitely going to be a perk one day. Right. Cause, uh.
1: It is, it is a nice perk. Once, <laughs> I mean, when we started going dating, really when we started sleeping together, we, uh, went on dates afterwards. Um, when we started sleeping together, we were using a condom all the time because I wasn't on the pill. I hadn't been in a serious relationship in like a month at that point. But with my last boyfriend, yeah. I, I also just, I, I didn't want to take the pill for, you know, five straight years. So we were using a condom and then, you know, once I decided to move in, I'm basically like, all right, you know what? Let's just, let's go get tested. Yeah. I'll get on the pill. It'll be more enjoyable for everybody.
0: And Absolutely. that's, yeah,
1: that's what we did.
0: I went four years only using condoms.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: And then, not with the same person, but yeah. just because I was right, sleeping exactly. around and no one uh, would get dinner with me, so <laughs> it's it's so simple. What I want, I'm just like, I, let's start basic. I just want to go out and get dinner with someone. You know? Yeah, I, I haven't had a, yeah.
1: Maybe do it different than I did. Maybe go on the date first. <laughs>
0: I haven't been on. I haven't been on a dinner date, you know, probably since 2010, 11. Wow because no one will (laughs) oh so weird they're like no let's bang or let's get drinks dinner that's too intimate
1: (laughs) i mean dinner is really intimate there's something to be said about the fact that i started sleeping with him before we went on dates yeah
0: well like i won't i don't like dinner as a first date i think that's a terrible first date
1: coffee or drinks is a first date i even like brunch as a first date
0: brunch i could handle
1: like weekend brunch with drinks that's that's a nice first date because then if you do well you can hang out the rest of the day.
0: Uh, you know, go yeah. to a park
1: or something and, you know, maybe set up dinner plans for the next night because you don't want to spend the entire day together the first day.
0: Brunch is, brunch is good because it's casual and very chatty. Brunches right. are chatty. You go to dinner, what? You're going to talk for 20 minutes and then you got yeah. your appetizers are there. And... and also,
1: depending on where you go. I mean, if it's a date, you can. if it's a dinner date, you're not going to take her to Taco Bell. You're not going to take her to Olive Garden. You want to go somewhere a little nicer.
0: The Olive Garden, $400 oh, for, for New Year's Eve. Oh, my God. <laughs> special. no. Special. <laughs>
1: I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: Oh yeah, they charge four hundred dollars per person for New Year's. Per person, it was like all you can eat, and it's for the ball drop. But the you know where Olive Garden is in Times Square. You can't see the ball from Olive Garden. Yeah.
1: So what the hell? What a ripoff!
0: (laughs) Uh, Bubble Gump, I think, was seven hundred per person.
1: Uh, There's a reason why I will never and have never spent New Year's in Times Square. Yeah, Yeah. not happening. Not a point. Oh God. I can't even imagine four hundred dollars I mean seven hundred dollars for Bubba Gump, but at least like you can see the ball from there.
0: Like, yeah. I don't know. Ball's Jesus. not that important. No, um, it's not. But but yeah, dinner dinners I think are a terrible first date. Same with movies. I think movies are bad first date. Well you dates.
1: can't talk at all. Exactly. Or if you do, you're pissing off everybody around you.
0: And I talk. Although that
1: would be a really good tell. If you go to a movie as a first date and the guy keeps talking through the movie, I would just be like, nope, this is it. I'm done. Can't. Yeah. I don't date people who talk through movies fuck out um, <laughs>
0: it, well, that's why we couldn't have worked out because I I talk during movies I'm
1: fine with talking like during movies when you're at your house
0: I when you're in a where. theater I'm like if I have an opinion it's gonna be heard <laughs> no see
1: I, my opinions get heard after the movie if I'm at home and I can pause it we can talk about things totally fine different story but in the theater because it's more it's, it's not even about like me and, and you interrupting my experience of the movie yeah it's that you're being you're doing it to everybody else too around you you know what I mean yeah Yeah. Uh, it's the same way, like, if I went on a date with somebody and they were driving me somewhere and they were just cutting people off all over the place, I'd be like, just don't even go where you're going. Like, drop me off back home. I don't mm-hmm. want to be. You're, if you're such an inc- inconsiderate driver, how the fuck are you going to treat other people?
0: True. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. I, um, so, so back, back in our college days, we went, we go out one night and then, uh, and then you started dating a guy seriously. So I had this weird thing and I, I have since become less delusional, but I, <laughs> But, but so I was like, I was like enamored. And so I was like, oh, well, you, you kind of let this like backdoor of possibility. You were like, oh, you know, if things doesn't work out with this guy. I was like, I was so excited to be number two. You wanted two. it to
1: not work out.
0: That, but I was so excited to be second choice. It was very strange. I was oh. like, oh, great. No, I'm like number two. That's great. <laughs> if That guy dies. I'm in. I had no That's idea. All. <laughs> um, and now thinking back, I'm like, you know what, Billy, maybe that was just a really nice way of, uh, of. of no, it
1: really wasn't. Like I told you, I'm a serial monogamist. Yeah. My problem is I get into, rela- like, none of my relationships in the last eight years have lasted less than a year. Like, it's not this thing where, oh, maybe they'll break up in a couple months. It's like, no, if she got into that relationship, she's probably in it for at least a while.
0: Yeah. What's that about, uh, the, the serial monogamy?
1: Um, it's just that I guess I decide that I'm not going to, oh, it's weird. I, I decide that generally I don't sleep with someone or spend an inordinate amount of time with them unless I really like them. I'm very quick to know who I like and who I don't like. I can make that decision in a matter of minutes upon meeting Mm -hmm. someone. I can especially make that decision within a matter of minutes on like a first or second date. So if we're not going to work out, I know it from the beginning, and I'm not going to waste your time, and I don't want you to waste mine either. Sure. So my theory is if it makes it to like date number three or sleeping together for a third time, as the case may be, then there's probably something there. That means I like spending time with you. I'm not just doing this to get my jollies off. I can do that any number of other ways.
0: All right. So when you so you saying like hey just this beat you beat you to it you probably mean that exactly okay, okay. <laughs> I feel better then yeah that's fine
1: that's not the first time somebody yeah. has told me that either well part of which the thing, is now making me worry that I've been an asshole my entire life
0: <laughs> you were an asshole it's just like you were this like insanely hot chick who had a this like very strong energy that I dig and so I was like okay like oh uh, maybe maybe that'll happen at some point because I think at the time that we we did that was uh you probably like one like the hottest or like one of the hottest people i had slept with at the time so i'm like so me going like oh my god like this body chose to sleep with me what an <laughs> idiot let's get her to come back You also
1: uh, had- that, that was not going through my head at all like I, I just i don't even listen one of my boyfriends was not the most attractive man in the world it's mm-hmm. not like i pick people based on their like i said it's it's pers- it's definitely personality based what, what not that your personality was lacking. It's just no, that if, no, no. like I say if somebody was there first and I had spent more time with them and liked the, you know, yeah. it was just it seemed like the natural selection. Like, oh well I've been on four dates with this guy and like I yeah. He, yeah, he wants to like make it Bad official. T- yeah. yeah.
0: Why not? Bad timing, that's all it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Uh what what personality traits do you get uh, attracted to?
1: I get attracted to an equally strong personality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to be walked all over. I also don't want to be the type of person who will be perceived to walk all over you. Like I don't want to be I feel like there's uh, sitcoms. Everybody loves Raymond. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, okay, yeah, he's the man of the house, but Deborah tells him what to do and she basically leads him by the collar. Now, I don't want my husband just basically saying no to me every turn because he's the man of the house, but it's sort of we approach things equally. (coughs) If he has a really strong opinion on something and I have a less strong opinion about it, he usually wins. But the vice, you know, the opposite is also true. Okay. So I like somebody with a strong personality that's not going to let me just do whatever I want just for the hell of it. which I ran into a few times, and it's just, it's just not attractive. Uh, nice smile. Nice smile. That's smiles. the first thing that gets me, is a, the smile.
0: I'm a big smile guy. Like, I
1: love beautiful eyes and a nice stature and a great body and everything. <laughs> but when it comes to, like, first impressions, you know, my husband looks kind of scary.
0: A little bit. It's weird a to say bit. that,
1: but he's kind of intimidating. He looking. looks like
0: an Eastern European hitman,
1: right? So when he's not smiling, it's it's like I mean you kind of don't want to cross his path, and that's what exactly what I thought the first time I saw him. Apparently, he was just really pissed off because of something that had happened that day. But you know, the bartender starts getting trying to get him to talk and everything, and he makes a joke and he smiles, and yeah. I was like, that man, I'm gonna hit on that man. Huh. It took me like another four months to like convince him that I was flirting with him.
0: Where'd you meet him? At a bar. At a bar. Okay. Yep. And then you went and hit on him?
1: I went and hit on him nice. for like four months. It took a while. He really didn't think I was flirting with him, apparently. So we we would go out, usually in a group of friends, eventually, once once we became acquaintances. Mm. And he would always drive us all home. And he would kiss me on the cheek and say goodnight. And he and he would do that to everybody, but I was always sitting in the front seat and it was very clear that I was the the favored one. Um, so he just kept getting closer and closer to my mouth. And one night I was fairly drunk and I got out of the car and I shut the door and the window was down. It was, it was spring, I think. And I said, one of these nights I'm going to get you drunk enough to kiss me. And so he did like that night, like he stopped the car and he got out and he came over and he kissed me and he drove away. It's
0: cute. It's a cute <laughs> night. That's a cute line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of these nights <laughs> I'm going to get you drunk enough to kiss me, but it worked. Okay. Eh? It worked.
0: It works if it works. If it works. Exactly. I remember. I'm I'm remembering this from because I I met I met your husband once. You guys came to to see me do some Mm -hmm. comedy. And and I remember he made some sort of comment. I forget about like what group of something, but you, you told me like like I'm working on him. I'm working on him. Was <laughs> it he's got somewhat traditional values, Extremely right?
1: Extremely traditional values. The way that he was raised, I kind of remind him sometimes we don't really live in the fifties anymore. Yeah. Which it seems like I wouldn't have to explain considering how progressive and, you know, I'm I'm a strong woman. Yeah. And when it comes You're to very my, yeah, you're a very you strong. You know, so like for somebody to, for instance, imagine me he he apparently had this ideal in his head once that he would marry a housewife
0: he was very wrong
1: very wrong yeah very very wrong um i mean i disabused him of that notion early on i mean i cook because he can't cook like he might poison us all and we die but there are nights i get home and the dishwasher's unloaded and you're good sorry the dishwasher's unloaded and you know other things are put away like i will say i probably get the brunt of the housework but he does the brunt of everything else mm-hmm I don't have to carry anything. Yeah. I'll say that. That's.
0: <laughs> but I just remember because uh, he, he's not he he was raised in Europe, right? Like he was right. he's not from here, so right. So you say yes, When tr- it
1: comes to well, for instance, the my biggest issue with him, and like I said, I love him, but everybody has their faults. Is the LGBT issues, right. um, and he's getting he is getting a lot better, uh-huh. especially when I, there there have just been certain things that he just can't refute. Like, why does it bother you? Does it affect you? No. Then it probably shouldn't bother you, um and he's really he's not he's not as harsh as he seems, but he's definitely got this personality where he he wants to be he wants to be the strong person in the room too i mean we yeah. we sometimes clash because of that, but he he definitely wants to make it clear that like he's in charge, you know, and he thinks this way about these things, and you can't change his opinions even though you can
0: yeah <laughs> but, and I can understand marrying someone who has a different opinion on say like um Kevin Smith movies but on such a strong issue. But that's that's the thing. We
1: really don't have different opinions on it. He just, when he gets irritated... You know people who, when they get irritated or when they get... Um
0: he was the type of guy who, like, if he saw two men kiss, he'd feel he'd be feeling no uncomfortable. Actually, That's what that was. We've the, been
1: we've been in those situations, okay. and he doesn't make him feel uncomfortable. What All makes right. him feel uncomfortable is when that same guy maybe then turns to him and sort of looks him up and down. Okay, he doesn't want to feel like the object of somebody else's affection, who he wouldn't go for. You
0: know, like the way women feel. Each exactly. Day. <laughs> and after
1: I said that to him, he never made that complaint to me again.
0: <laughs> it seemed
1: like it stuck in his head. And he goes, oh. I get it, sort of. I'm like, okay, let's let's work on keeping getting it. But he he actually, I mean, he doesn't have a problem with gay people. That's not his issue. It's it's that if he gets easily frustrated, he's going to say something he doesn't mean. Right. And he's he's done it to me before. But I just I turn it right back on him. A lot of other people will just be hurt and offended and and you know let it go without ever talking about it.
0: And in 2016, it's like I don't even think about uh, dating someone who ever was. Like I've never thought about like oh maybe having to train someone, let alone marrying someone to who are right. kind of training to. When be, I met you know? him,
1: he had gay friends, right? So it wasn't like I was the first person in his life to be like, "You need to accept this. Just get over it." Yeah. Um, but I was definitely the person in his life because I don't. I don't really silence anybody. Say whatever the hell you want. Um, but when it comes to that, I mean, that issue was near and dear to my heart for a multitude of reasons. Right. And so when it came to that, that was definitely one of the, one of the first times when he made a comment, he made it clear. He was, Oh, I was joking. I was joking. And I said, yeah, I could joke about a lot of things. That's not one thing I choose to joke about. Sure. And there's a reason why they're still facing so many struggles in this country in 2000. And well, at the time it was 2012. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The Point being that like, I just wasn't about to accept it. And he understood that and he realized, okay, these are things she's sensitive to, you know, it, and it doesn't. And the, the reason why I'm so sensitive to it, especially with him, is because I know it doesn't really bother him. So sometimes it seems like he's saying it just to bother me, which I don't like.
0: Yeah,
1: it's like he's trying to get under my skin. Yeah. You know,
0: I just, I just found that very interesting. Not yeah. in like a that's weird. Just uh, like I said, you don't normally hear about people in this day and age. Like maybe in the '80s when like right. you know some people were trying to stick up for the gays but, and some were not. You know in
1: certain pockets of Europe is being one of them, it is still very much that's how you're raised it's right. it's wrong, it's unnatural, it's blah blah blah. I officiated a gay wedding in two thousand and twelve, and he told his sister I was doing it, and she like freaked out. she loves me, and she said, "Oh, I'll be praying for her, you know it's against the Bible, et cetera, et cetera, and I said, it has nothing to do with you
0: or the Bible, yeah. yeah. So you don't feel you don't feel bad about like kind of training like n- oh not n- at all yeah
1: not at all no
0: so so some like, if he's
1: more tolerant by the time he dies and like just more in general easy going I'll have done job. something right
0: yeah <laughs> so instead of just like blocking out someone like that from your dating pool uh you were like no I can educate if I thought I he teach. if
1: if he actually meant it I would have blocked him out okay. What I'm educating him on is just things not to say in public because I might understand you don't mean it, but the gay person behind you at the table that overheard you and doesn't know you doesn't know that, Mm. you know, that's, that's the kind of thing I'm trying to stop. It's not.
0: Well, that stuff. And also like things like women, like, again, still like the, I thought I was going to marry a housewife and things like that. Like I, I
1: said, he made that comment once. Okay. Okay. I basically told him you can go find yourself one if you want.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, because, like, you know, you know, some people, We, you, I'm sure you have friends like me who they could never even dream of marrying a Republican. For example. Oh, absolutely not. And and there's no, it, it, yeah. w- some people get so divided like that when it's like, hey, maybe if you like let them in, you educate them, they'd be like, oh, maybe being a Republican is not a good idea.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of family members that are Republican, so I feel like I go through that enough without having to sleep with it every night. Right. I just don't think I could have sex with somebody like a Republican.
0: <laughs> I I've genu- I genuinely lost interest in someone who she was texting me. She's a fellow NYU gal, hits me up. Uh, she's like flirting with me. She's a little drunk. We've never hooked up because she's like a very conservative girl, which is like, fine, do you? Like, I'm not trying to fuck you. Like, you not having casual sex doesn't affect me. But she's like starting to flirt with me. And then I jokingly made some sort of comment about like, what, uh, like, who did you vote for in the last uh, election? And I said it sarcastically, and when it turned out she did vote Republican, I was like, like, "She did vote for Romney." I was like, "Like how? Why?" I instantly lost my heart. On I was like, right. "I'm not and interested listen, I, anymore."
1: Like <laughs> I said, grew up in the South, have a lot of conservative family members. I can see certain things from their point of view until I think about it from my point of view, and then I can't anymore. Mm-hmm. But we we argue. I argue enough about that with my family members. Like I just, I just, I don't want to go home to that. Mm-hmm. If it's at Thanksgiving, Christmas, twice a year, I can deal with it. Okay. Every day, day in and day out, can't. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a much bigger, much bigger divide to me than whether or not you agree that women should be housewives. Because I've disabused him, like I said, of that notion. That's, it's not something he expects me to, to be. Or to do. Right. He expects me to keep the place tidy, but that's because I'm a fellow human being who owns that house with him, yeah. not because I'm a because you're
0: as, as you're as his roommate, not as a, right. as a woman. He
1: vacuums too. <laughs> he tries to make the bed the way that I make it. Doesn't usually get you know, it there, making, but I appreciate the effort.
0: Making beds is hard.
1: I never asked him to make the bed. That's, that's my thing. I'd like to be clear. I, just, I enjoy making the bed a specific way because I think it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Never once asked him to make the bed. About two years ago, I would start coming home and then the covers would like haphazardly thrown up over the pillows, which is better than in a heap on the bed, but I didn't say anything. And then eventually it got to the point where he even started trying to do it like me. And all I could do was appreciate it because I don't need him to do that. That's, that's my thing. I will get home from work and I will go make the bed and I won't complain about it because it's my thing. He doesn't care how the bed looks.
0: And 20 years into 20 more years into this marriage, like hopefully you will still have that same understanding and appreciation for effort. I, d- I do hope. I feel like many, many married, opposite sex uh, married men like are just like, you know what? I'm trying my fucking best.
1: Right. And I see that I a lot. And and I agree. I mean, there are a lot of things. I feel like because I'm actively looking at the way that I don't want my marriage to go. Uh-huh. I feel like it's definitely helping me put it on the right track.
0: Are those things that you've, um, they informed you during like childhood from home or from like oh my parents are an amazing example
1: an incredible example
0: of what you do or don't want do do
1: 100 percent. they're not always the most patient with each other they have their quirks they get on each other's nerves each other's nerves which is normal um but if they have a problem they don't just stew over it you know They, they i'm not gonna say don't ever go to bed angry i'm not one of those people i go to bed angry sometimes if you do something to piss me off enough there's just no way i'm getting over it that night sure just don't push me on the issue you know, let me calm down for a day, and then we can talk about it like adults. Because if you push me that night, I'm going to freak the fuck out, and it's going to be the end of it. But, the, you know, they, they worked things out in their own way, and that's just, that's just the biggest part of it. You have to learn how to work things out. What works for you. And so what works for me and my husband is different than what works for a lot of people, but the point is, it works for us. And we talk about our issues, and we get it out there, and we don't just leave it unsaid, hoping that the other person knows why we're mad.
0: Being passive-aggressive and just like, yeah, I can't hoping. stand
1: the passive-aggressiveness.
0: Yeah. That's that's toxic.
1: Like, if the toilet paper roll hasn't been refilled in the upstairs bathroom, which I hardly ever use in two days, I don't just leave a roll of toilet paper on the counter and just wait for him to take it upstairs. I either take it upstairs myself, or I ask him, hey, next time you go up, will you take that toilet paper? If I just let it sit there for three days, can you imagine how angry I would get? And he probably hasn't yeah. even seen it because he doesn't look at things like that.
0: And then you're yelling at him, and he doesn't even know why he's being yelled at.
1: And then he'd just react with
0: more I- yelling. And then he's going to be like, ah, oh, crazy female. Right. He's crazy American women. So
1: yeah, no, I don't I don't expect him to read my mind. He doesn't expect me to read his. We both need our cool-down times, and we understand that. And then we'll talk things out the way that we need to. We've only really had one big blowout fight, but it got good results.
0: Some good angry sex.
1: Yeah, good angry <laughs> sex, and also, like, he learned that there are certain things I'll tolerate, and certain things I won't.
0: That's good.
1: That's So, great. yeah.
0: It's, like, it's already a very mature... Uh, outlook on on your future, ma- uh, the rest of your marriage.
1: I think that's why he decided to marry me.
0: Yeah, because he's older, right? He is. Yeah, yeah. like because he's in his thirties. Yeah. Okay.
1: How old am I? Yeah, he's like do seven you, and a half years you, older you, than me. Do you remember how old you are? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's seven and a half years older than me.
0: Okay. Okay. So, rocking. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I do. I do have a question about like uh, another question, just about the olden times, because I don't get to talk to past partners from like my college years or the the handful from high school um bad time to start eating a goldfish but god damn it goldfish are delicious (laughs) they are um but like do you remember one do you remember much of how i was back then because um and as either um someone you hooked up with or just as a as a dude flirting with women i don't I'm curious, like what, and I think some people listening to the show would like to know, like what was twenty, twenty-one year old Billy kind of like? Because I I think it's different from now.
1: It's different, but not as different as you probably think. Mm -hmm. I feel like we still talk the same way that we always did. So, without really seeing you interact with other people, it's hard to for me to make that determination. Because with me, if you act the same, then I can say you're not different at all. Sure. But if you've changed how you interact in general in public or with new people and everything else, because the way that we met is probably not the way you meet people anymore. Um,
0: Sadly, man, I wish <laughs> I, I wish I met more women like that. There At might a bar. be another
1: woman like me someday in the future.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we don't meet in bars or anything like that much anymore. It's all like right. Tinder swipes. And so it's just...
1: Oh, see, that's something I <gasps> never did.
0: Well, yeah, you got to miss out on that, you lucky fuck. Yeah, it's...
1: <laughs> I got to miss out on the whole... D- Every, all of that, all any online sort of dating app or, or website or
0: you didn't really have to do. Yeah. Nothing. So, so is there anything different from then or
1: not? see, honestly, not, not that I can, not that I can can see.
0: Okay. It's all right. Just yeah, curious. which I
1: kind of like. I like the the fact that you treat me the same. It's yeah. <laughs> it's nice. It's comfortable. No, um, I'm, I'm
0: still holding out because, you know, if this guy dies, <laughs> I'm number two.
1: Uh, I think we're like six people past that.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I Anybody? don't know what
1: number that puts you at. I'm just going to rent them
0: all a bus, a party bus. and uh, Oh. No.
1: <laughs> no, there's there's a few of them that are never coming back.
0: Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Just
1: some disasters.
0: Like what was, what, how so, like, relationships or dudes you bang to relationships
1: like me ending up financially supporting them, working 70 hours a week at three different jobs. And then being told that I work too much. Like, well, somebody has to
0: (laughs) do you always Uh, move in so quickly? I mean, no,
1: in this case it was, um, he had his own apartment and presumably still had it, but started just basically he was spending all of his time at my place. to the point where he was moved in regardless of whether or not he still had another apartment. Um, but I one guess, day you
0: wake up, it's like, did he move in and not tell me? I mean,
1: I, and I guess at one point, like we both realized it and talked about it and everything else because I think he did get rid of his apartment, but that was probably only a few months before he broke up, which means that there was like a good year in there where he was basically living with me and, and maybe still paying rent over there. And maybe that's why he couldn't help out with any of the renter utilities that I was paying. Yeah. But my, my favorite, I'm not going to mention his name. Of course. My favorite was one night I had a really long day and he says, you know. I want to make you dinner tonight. Mm. Let's go to the grocery store. Let's pick out something nice. I'm going to make you dinner tonight. I'm like, okay, that, that actually, that sounds relaxing and I'll just sit on the couch and I'll have a couple beers while you cook. It's going to be great. So we get to the grocery store and we pick out, what did we make that night? We made something good, but I can't remember what it was now. In any case, we get to the cash register and he doesn't even reach for his wallet. It was basically just like, oh, well you have to pay for it. I'm like, oh, so you want to do this nice big romantic gesture for me, and pick out like the nicest steaks or whatever the hell it was that we ate that night and I and I pay for it. And, like this evening went downhill before it even really started. Uh it was it was not too long after that that we broke up. He was confused why.
0: <laughs> but like actually if you would reach for your wallet, I put the reasons in there. Right. But you never You
1: don't open that. It's probably spiderwebs and yeah, no, he had a part-time job, too, and he would, like, call out and ask people to cover his hours so that he could do other creative pursuits, mm-hmm. which would be fine if you were contributing anything at all to the financial situation, okay. and and also not telling me that I was working too much. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a really interesting situation for an adult man to be in, in my eyes at the time, because he was also older than me. I generally dated people that were older than me. Right, right. And generally, that worked out. They were more mature than guys my it age usually had jobs part. to
0: pay for sp-
1: right and i'm not expecting somebody to take care of me yeah. but if i can take care of myself you can take care of yourself and that's all i wanted was sort of some equal footing where we had equal responsibilities in the relationship and i just wasn't getting that with him at all mm. and to me it was just kind of embarrassing like who, who wants to be that that adult you know 29 years old and basically mooching off your 21 year old girlfriend okay like, yeah, it was, it was not a pretty sight for him.
0: All right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, is this as nerve wracking as you thought it was going to be? How you feeling? Um, I know you, you, you I'm kept a re- little bit nervous. You kept reminding me. It's like, I'm not like happy about doing this. I'm not I'm excited. Doing it. I'm not excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
1: definitely a lot more chill now that I'm in it. It's just that I, you know, I have such long days. And so for me, like planning anything basically after work is, Sometimes I just want to shoot myself in the head like I, you know, I was dying to get out of that meeting.
0: Well, you know, there is some girl somewhere who's number two to your husband and is just like, you know, if she dies, I'm mom in.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't think he likes other women. Like he's really picky uh, to the point where I would see women that I thought were attractive and be like, wow, like she's got a really nice smile. And he'd go eh. and it wasn't to protect my feelings. He just literally didn't care. Wow. Like as far as he was concerned, once once I was in his life, like he's he's I think also. That's a lie. I was his first serious relationship other than this older woman that he dated. She already had a family, like a child. She mm-hmm. was in her late 30s, early 40s when he was in his late 20s. Um, and she didn't want any more kids. And that was the primary reason he broke it off with her. They dated six months. That was his first it's serious so relationship strange. ever.
0: Sorry, it's just so strange Like talking to women like around my age who were... Really gung ho, but like no, I want kids because I guess I'm. St- I, I hang around so many well, that slutty was people. Who it wasn't don't that I was gung ho about
1: it. I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh my god, let's get married immediately so we can have lots of babies and I can be a stay at home mom. That wasn't my my intent at all. It right. was just that when we started dating, he you know was like, well, do you are you you know looking to have a family in the future? And I said, yeah, I am. Right the second, no, <laughs> in the future, yes, absolutely. And that to him was was like basically criteria number one and only mm. is that. Not one and only, but that, that, you know, somebody who wanted to have a family that he could see as being a good wife and a good mother, but also like helping support the family and not just being, you know...
0: I guess this is because of the the man-child that I am, is that when I hear people my age talk about that, I go, I never even think about that on a date. That that question doesn't even make it... I never get long into... I never even get close enough to relationship status that (laughs) that even ever fucking comes up. Well, I
1: mean, another thing I liked about him and he liked about me is that we were both responsible financially. Mm. I mean, I was young when I I met him. I am very irresponsible financially. And I was still going out a lot (laughs) when I met him. But when it came to you know when it came to saving money and having a life set up like i was really good on that end and so was he so it meant that we got to the point of i mean we own a house now you know we both own cars there's no point of this that where either one of us is like financially unstable or insecure um and that and that was really great from the outset mm. you know we were we were both excited about that in each other because apparently neither one of us had found that yet
0: uh helen uh thank you for finally doing the show <laughs> i you know cuz i i remember you were one of the first people i think i asked to do it and uh, you were you were not as comfortable. That was
1: like last summer. Yeah. That was wow. a, it was yeah. a long
0: while ago. Like, a, you know, so a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you finally Yeah, uh, me too. decided to come on and do it. It's it a lot
1: more fun than I thought it would be. Good. No offense. No, no. I just really had no idea taken. what to expect. So.
0: Which is weird because there are 92 episodes you could have like heard to get, see what I'm, you expect.
1: I, at the beginning of this conversation, we talked about my new priorities as a homebody. Uh uh-huh. I sleep a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't even listen to music anymore. If it's not on the radio in the car as I drive to and from work, that's it. Mm. I should probably hire somebody to give me new music suggestions every week because I'll just Man, listen to the same music, stuff over and over. Whatever. Movies, TV shows. I, I just, I, I sleep. <laughs> and I read. I read books
0: you read books i do and sometimes you fuck your husband and those are all like oh good no things. i do that a lot
1: ah. i do that i do that more <laughs> than i read books it doesn't bother him at all
0: <laughs> well helen thanks so much and uh why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody
1: goodbye everyone thanks for listening to me
0: later Well, I can't completely relate to Helen on a lot of that marriage conversation, but I hope a lot of my older listeners or just my married listeners in general, I hope you all could relate to that. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope maybe it made you think. And let me know what you thought about this episode. Shoot me a tweet over uh, at TheBillyPresida. Use the hashtag #ManHorPodcast. Let me know what you thought about the show. If you have something uh, longer to say, you can email me at manhorpod at gmail.com. And I assume everyone here is uh, subscribed to the manhor Podcast on their favorite podcast app of choice. Since you like the show enough to be subscribed to it, why don't you go ahead and leave a review? I prefer five stars, but I want you to leave an honest one. So if it's only three or four, do what you got to do, boo-boo. Leave me some feedback. Leave some nice words there. Make sure you've done the feedback survey at manwhorepod.com slash survey. And last but not least, uh, if you can spare a couple bucks, maybe 50 cents, go over to patreon.com slash Podcast and make your donation today. Very excited about uh, next week's episode is with uh, uh, fellow comedian and podcaster Jared Freed, host the uh, Total Frat Move podcast. And you'll find out more about that next week. But until then, folks, I want you to enjoy yourselves If you're in the Northeast, try to stay warm, and always, wherever you are, stay slutty.